0: Um, we're in Matthew chapter seven. If you want to turn there, but Matthew chapter seven, we are, um, continuing to look at, uh, Jesus sermon on the mountain, how he was sharing with the, the people. And I realized that the last couple of months as we've gone through, uh, this area of scripture, maybe it's been hard for you. Maybe you've, uh, looked at the, uh, Jesus talked about, uh, some of the commandments and how, Some would say that they're like this, and he redefines them as much more difficult uh, than we could ever imagine. And so some of us go, oh, I need to rethink that. Maybe I I feel myself a failure. And then the last few weeks, we have talked about um, two areas. um, couple, Two and three weeks ago, we talked about the issue of worry. And I know that that's a challenge for most of us, that we worry about many things. And it says, do not. Uh, don't do it. Uh, don't be anxious. Don't worry. And that's the command of Jesus. And you say, well, how do I do this? How do I get this done in my own heart? And then last week, uh, we talked about uh, judging. And in the same way, many of you uh, shared with me that, that this particular message, was hard for you because you're good at judging um, and it, it just comes naturally. And, it, and it's true for all of us. We do. We look at other people's lives and we sort them out and we say, oh, they're doing wrong. But when it comes to our own life, we don't like to look at that or even sometimes can look at that, at that in a way that's accurate. And you come to this passage and you say, Lord, what can I do? How do I do this? I I hear your high standard. I I listen and I I know what you're calling me to, but I I don't feel capable of getting there. How can I do this? This morning, I think that Jesus um, is going to present to us what it is we need to be doing when it comes to our failings and our fumblings through life. Many of us want to walk by faith. We hear uh, what God wants us to do. And then Monday comes and we stumble and fumble. And then Tuesday comes and we say, oh yeah, I'm going to get back up again. And getting back up only to fall again and to stumble and to crawl. And to, uh, our walk of faith turns into a, a crawl and sometimes even a standstill and going, God, what am I doing? How can I do this? And so this morning, um, Jesus presents to us where our strength comes from. Where our help comes from. I'd like to read to you starting in verse 7 of chapter 7 um, on through verse 11. If you'd stand in honor of God's word. I'd like to read to you. And this is what Jesus says as he's sharing with these people. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be open. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven Give good things to those who ask him. God, we ask you now um, that you would direct our thoughts through this passage. That your Holy Spirit would work in us. That we would uh, understand all that you desire for us right now. And that you would grant repentance in our heart. That you would change our way of thinking. That you would draw us away from self-effort and self-reliance to a deep reliance in everything upon you. Teach us to do this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, uh, this passage that we're going to go through, I just want to encourage you, it's real simple. It's real simple. Don't look for uh, hidden meanings and uh, profound things, but it's a simple message. One that I hope will just clearly resonate in your heart and not so much just that you would understand it, but that it would impact the way you think about the days that we live this week. He starts out this section by saying, ask, ask. Uh, As we look at this passage, uh, I'll give you the the three words that uh, Jesus calls us to is ask, seek and knock. And most of us would say, well, this is a message on prayer. And I would say, you're right, it is a message on prayer. But sometimes when we think of praying, we think that there's some uh, like act that we're doing. You know, I'm, I'm in prayer, and that, that I'm doing something important, and it's kind of a, a performance, if you will, my prayer's. But if you look at this section, uh, the idea of prayer uh, is in there, but the word prayer is not. You know why? Because he's talking about a relationship, the child to his father. And that's what it is over and over again. As we look in the book of Matthew, as Jesus has been sharing and, and talking about his own kingdom and how it's different That prayer is not some magical chanting that we do. It's not some little trick or or formula that we somehow unlock the, the riches of God by our smart words and our recitation of whatever. What is it? It's a relationship. And so Jesus looks at this group of people and he says, I want to tell you how you're going to be able to do all this he starts out with the word ask, ask. It's a general word. It's nothing uh, profound about it other than when you think about asking, it takes a couple of different things to be willing to ask. First of all, it takes a boldness. I, I know that most of us um, are fairly shy here this morning, Uh others of us are not and uh, but most most people are shy they're 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 kind of you know reserved they're into themselves like not in a bad way but just kind of they, they live right here most of you would not go up to a complete stranger and ask them anything you would uh, you'd say oh no i'll just i won't bother anybody most of you would even struggle sometimes even with people you know asking them. You say, oh, I'll just fumble through it myself without asking. Uh, some men ha- have a tough time asking for directions or input. They would rather um, figure it out and fumble through things on their own or privately watch a YouTube video and think that they can figure it out afterwards. Um, it's tough to ask sometimes. And so there's a sense of boldness to that to say, I need help. I need help. But there's also a sense of humility to this. A humility to admit that I need, I need. This morning, um, as I consider why we don't, why I don't ask of God more, ask of my heavenly father there's a sense of boldness to me that goes, oh, I just don't want to make a big deal out of it. And I lack that boldness. And in other times, I lack the humility to say, I am in need. I am in need. So he calls us to ask. The second word he calls us to is to seek, to seek. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. The second word, seek, is a little different and and somewhat interesting because you you think about it, and it's not that we're seeking the person that will help us. We found him in our Heavenly Father, but we're seeking the answer. Did you know? Um, And maybe you do know, and maybe it's clear to you, but many times we don't know what to do in life. We don't have a clue. We, we know there are issues pressing down on us, there's decisions that need to be made, there's steps that need to be taken, but we don't have a clue of what those are. And so as as he pictures, as Jesus pictures, he says that we would seek the Lord that we would seek our Heavenly Father. And it's as if we would bring the the pieces and parts and options of our life before Him and say, "Uh, Lord, I don't don't know what to do with this. Um, Many times it's not just the pieces and parts, it's the mess of our lives we bring to Him. And we say, "Uh, Lord, my life's a mess. I did it by my own self. I'm seeking, I'm seeking for your answers. I'm seeking for your order. I'm seeking for your blessing in the things that I struggle with. We seek the Lord. This word seek um, acknowledges that much of what we do in life is fumbling around in the dark. That we don't know. Um I know as I look out on the group here today many of you I know issues that you're struggling with right now. What do I do? How do I uh, proceed? What which is the right path to go on? And Jesus says seek. Seek and you will find. He calls us to ask of God Not because we know what we need, but because he knows what we need. That we seek him because he is the one who can sort out the mess that we have made or the mess that we have gotten ourselves into. The third word, he says, knock, knock. Um, You've all knocked on a door before, right? You've knocked on a door. You've gone up to your neighbor's door or maybe just someone that you don't know, you desire. So you knock on the door. Kung kung kung. No one's coming. What do I do? Do I knock harder? Do I reload and boom boom boom. Oh, they must not be home. Do I knock again? Do, do I stay with this door? Do I go to a, another door? Do I knock on that door? What do I do? The picture here is that of the open door. And and Paul used this uh, terminology as well and the idea of knocking and opening. And, and the, the insecurity of us going, you know, sometimes we knock real gently. Oh, no one's home. Many Many of you have tried to sell things door to door before. Now that's a tough job. That's a tough job because you're knocking and you go, oh, I don't know if they want. I don't know if I'm going to get a reception. I don't know if they're going to open the door and go, oh, I don't want to talk to you. And the picture here is this. This third world, third word that Jesus gives is he pictures a closed door and he says, knock, knock. Be willing to to ask for a reception. Be willing for me to open the door before you. The picture here is this of, of calling on our Heavenly Father to open the way before us. And so he says, knock, knock. I want to remind you that all of this is in relationship with your Heavenly Father. That he loves you. And so to ask of him if you had no relationship, it would be weird. It would be out of character. It wouldn't be based on a relationship. But because you have a relationship, ask. And because you have a relationship, you can seek even with the mess of your life. Say, I need answers. I need direction. I seek it. And he says, knock, knock. Why? Because you will get a reception. The door will be open to you. He calls us to ask, to seek, to knock. There's an outcome. And really, he reiterates this twice. If you look down at verse 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. And then then in verse 8, he says it again. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Implied here is this. And the one who doesn't gets nothing. All this good stuff of of asking and receiving and, and seeking and finding and having the door open before you because you're willing to knock. If we are not willing to do that, we get nothing. There's no promises in here for us. the word i think of as jesus is communicating that that you must use and seek out this relationship and 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 be willing to extend yourself your hand to jesus is the word effective that when you ask when you seek and and when you knock it's effective in your life those who study uh Theology would use the word efficacious. Normal people would just say effective because it means the same thing. The point is this, that it's worthy to be done. As you you find yourself in need, this is what Jesus is presenting. He says, my kingdom is different. We have a relationship with the father and so we ask, and so we seek, and so we knock. That He is with us, and he, he He wants to bless us. And so we should speak to Him. We should cry out to Him with our concerns and cares. As I think about this, um, I would like to say it this way. And, and many of you have been in situations like this. Have you ever been in an emergency <laughs> Something that's coming at you faster than you want it to, and you realize you you, you don't have a, a, a opportunity to try every option. You don't you don't have to like well. There's ten different ways I could handle this, and we'll just start going down the list, and and eventually something will happen good, and this will be worked out. In, in the midst of emergencies, you have that one. I only have one shot at this. What am I gonna do? It's your last resort. It's the only thing you have time for. What should you do? Jesus presents that we should ask, we should seek, we should knock, we should go to our Heavenly Father. He's the one that will work. When we need help, He's the one we need. He should be our last resort. But I'd also like to say it this way. He should be our first resort. He should be our first resort. Some of us sometimes proudly say, someone asks us, what school you went to? And you say, ah, I went to the school of hard knocks. Um, I want to tell you, that's a bad school to go to. It's painful. You sometimes don't graduate very quickly. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? To get the right answer first. Isn't it great? It shouldn't be just that we would seek God, seek His answer, His blessing, His provision in our life as a last resort, but it should be as a first resort. When we have all the time in the world. When when we have when we have our plans before us, we have a casual calm and, and we can think about it, we should say, First, I need to go to the Lord. I need to ask of him i need to seek his face i need to knock and wait for his provision of the open door this is what god presents to us in relationship with himself that we can come to him jesus very plainly illustrates this with two illustrations he says this, if you look down at it. He he, said, he presents this ask-seeking and knocking, and then he says in verse 9, Or which one of you, if his son asked him for bread, will give him a stone? We had a great time last night at the harvest dinner. Blessing to see God's p- family together. We shared in a good meal and some thanksgiving and some singing. There were these little rolls there. Somebody ate one, two, or three of them. I'm not, I wasn't looking or anything. I'm just assuming. But there's these little rolls. And, and you, you picture this. This is what Jesus says. and This is how he communicates. He says, there, there, there's a picture here that a son would come to his father and he'd say, Dad, I'm, I'm super hungry. Can I have some bread? And the father says, well, sure. You can have some bread. And he grabs a stone and in place of that little roll, he hands him a stone and says, Here, this is for you. And the, the son goes, hey, "This." And the father says, Eat up. And he laughs. Eat as much as you want, son. I gave it to you. You see, that that's a dirty trick. And I would only do that for a time. The picture here is this, that the father looks at his hungry son and says, says, Here, go eat a rock. That's all I'll give you. Joke's on you. You ask for bread, but I'll give you a stone. See how that fills you up. This is his first illustration. He has a second illustration. It's very similar. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. The son goes to his father once again. If you look down at uh, verse 10, He says, or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? The, the son looks up to his father and says, Daddy, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Would you give me some fish? And he says, sure, son, I'll give you some. And he reaches over and he takes a serpent, a snake, a, some animal and throws it at him. Possibly poisonous, possibly alive. And then he laughs. Then he laughs. How about that, son? Fill yourself up with that. As I think about this, some of us go, Oh, I would never do that to my son long term. I might do that initially. But eventually I would give him what he wanted. That that which he needed. And yet, as we, we look at this, it's this picture that, son, joke's on you. I, I will not give you what you need. As I think about this, this is the lie that many of us buy when it comes to God's provision. That somehow uh, our Heavenly Father, He hears our cries, he, he, he understands what we need, and we ask Him, And he he says, Here, have a stone. Let that fill you up. I don't care about you. In fact, the joke's on you. You thought I was going to be good to you, but I'm not. And this thought goes through our minds that somehow God is is like withholding his good hand from us. That he loves to watch us squirm. That he loves to put, put the joke on us. And yet... This is not a picture of our heavenly father. This is a picture of a bad father. As we look at this, um, he ties it all together in verse 11. (coughs) Excuse me. In verse 11, it says this. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. Think about that and you say, yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen bad fathers take care of their own children. Now, I I know parents that, that I would never model my parenting after, do good things for their children, take care of them. And he says, that's an example that I'm using. I want to point out something to you. And it must have been if they caught it when they were hearing Jesus preach, it must have been sobering to them. He points to them and he says, if you then who are evil, who are evil, you say, I'm not evil. I'm not an evil father. I'm not an evil mother. Yeah, we are. You know, I I could tell you about uh, my kid's father. He's selfish and proud, constantly looking out for his own interests, serving himself first instead of taking care of others trying to work his own agenda. This is who we are. And Jesus points out this and he doesn't talk about some nameless person. He points it back to them and he says, don't you take care of your kids? And they're like, "Oh yeah, I took care, you know, and, and you being evil, you being tarnished by your own sin, you take care of your kids, if you have an ounce of compassion for them in a simple exchange of a piece of bread or a bite to eat, he says, this is how this all ties together. You know how to give good gifts to your children. And then in the middle of verse 11, he says, how much more, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? How much more if, there, if there's anything good in you, I want to tell you that's that's a small testimony of how great our God is, that he's going to take care of you. The argument used here is this. From the lesser to the greater, if this exchange happens in amongst of evil men and evil women, that they would take care of their own children. What about your heavenly father? Who's not evil. What about him who loves you, who, who sent his son to die for you? Do you not think that he will take care of you? Do you not think that he would listen? Do you not think that if you seek him with your heart and your mess that you have, don't you think he will take care of you? If if you knock, do you not think He would give you a reception and bring you in? Once again, I think that we struggle with twisting the goodness of God. That we look at the events of our life and we look at what we think should happen and what's actually happening and we go, God, I wouldn't do it this way. I wouldn't make the decisions you're making. Are you being mean to me? Do you not love me? Do you not care about me? And I want to tell you that if you have any care for your kids, how much greater is the care that God has for you? He's your heavenly father. He loves you. The point of this message is this, that he is greater, much greater than we and that we will take care of our kids. And so he will take care of us this morning. I just want to tell you, ask him, seek him, knock on his door, knock to him, cry out to him because he is the one who will care for you. Let's pray. (laughs) father god thank you for being gracious and kind merciful to us generous in your love for us your care compassionate when we don't deserve god i ask that you would change our hearts uh, that you would teach us to to seek you that you would not be just our last resort, but that you would be our first resort as well. God, I ask that you would uh, remind us of your faithfulness as we see uh, different elements of compassion gone from a father to a child, mother to a child, these simple things of life, that that would remind us of your faithfulness to us, a greater faithfulness. Help us to trust you, I pray. Help us not uh, be people who run to our own devices and our own strength, but ones who, in our need, cry out to you. God, thank you for this morning. Do your work in us, we pray. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.